0: To all of the young brothers and sisters looking to get married, beware of red flags. What am I referring to? Well, first and foremost, let's start by addressing our sisters. Sisters, a very common red flag that you might find in the brothers is that a young man's appeal might be that he is romantic. Some guys, they try to sell themselves off as extremely romantic well throughout human history men have had to provide resources for women otherwise a woman wouldn't risk getting pregnant from a man that can't provide for a family this makes perfect sense and so throughout history and even till today there will always be a certain class of men basically weaker loser men who realize that they can't compete with hard-working men they realize that they're at a disadvantage because they're just not as driven as the hard-working men. So instead, they try to sell you something ambiguous. They try to sell you something abstract. They try to sell this idea to you, something obscure. This mystical feature that they possess that makes them above the competition. And what is that feature? Romance. I have this thing called romance that makes me so unique. In reality, they're not selling much. And unfortunately, Some people, some sisters buy it. We need to be very cautious of this. Romance is often very time-consuming, so many of these romantic guys are able to impress young, impressionable girls because they have nothing better to do, nothing else to do, except talk about their feelings all day and all night. And again, this makes them what? Maybe very romantic, very sweet, but also very useless. So be cautious of them. Now, let me be clear about something. I'm not belittling the importance of a romantic gesture. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when it comes from a good, hardworking man. And I definitely encourage all of the married men to try to be romantic. Romance is important, but it's kind of like the seasoning on top of food. It will make the meal more delicious, but you still actually need food. You can't just have a plate of seasoning. Nobody wants to eat just, let's say, I don't know, salt and pepper. It's gonna make you vomit. Well, in that same way, you can't just be romantic, all style, no substance. This is completely useless. What is the evidence that it is a man's responsibility to provide financially? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says it very very plainly and very clearly. Allah says, <laughs> Men are in charge of women by right of what Allah has given one over the other and what they spend for maintenance from their wealth. Allah Ta'ala makes it very clear, men, you have to spend. They are in the reproductive sphere. You are in more the productive sphere, that they are the one providing children. So therefore you have to provide resources. This is the way it has always been. This is the way it will continue to be. Why, why is it so critical that a man fulfills this provider role? Why is it so necessary? Well, simply put, if a man is insufficient as a provider and therefore requires his wife to work, it is very reasonable that she will become what? Tougher, more assertive, more aggressive, more combative, and ultimately more masculine. Why? Well, it's not her fault. It's just what it takes to succeed in a competitive work environment. And so naturally, if you will not be the provider and she has to provide for herself, what do you think is going to happen? She's going to have to toughen up. She's going to have to become more assertive more aggressive all the things that are great for work but not necessarily great for a relationship because then you're going to have two masculine energies you're going to have two alphas in the relationship and it will be constant chaos unfortunately and therefore however the alternative is what if a man works hard if he works hard to be the provider to make sure that the family is living in a comfortable home keeping a roof over their head making sure that the fridge is full of food and the cars are full of gas and making sure that they live in a good neighborhood taking her on occasional vacations all of this work why is he doing all of this what is the objective here to make her what to make her comfortable to make her calm to make her relaxed so that what so that it will increase her in her feminine nature in her nurturing qualities supporting loving and so on and so forth this is a beautiful thing When a man can provide, then it allows the woman to feel comfortable and therefore fall into her femininity. And this is what is the best for a relationship. SubhanAllah, there's only one marriage story from beginning to end that's mentioned in the Qur'an. Only one example that we need to pay attention to that Allah Ta'ala highlights to really make us understand the importance of marriage and how to go about it in the right way. And it took place when Musa Alayhi salam like many of our young men, was broke and had absolutely nothing, which is remarkable. But he didn't sit around and do nothing. Even though he was broke and he started with nothing, what did he do? He did not sit around feeling bad for himself. Rather, the moment he saw that two women were working, he felt that something was wrong. Just take a pause and think about that. The moment he saw two women working, Musa our prophet, our example, he felt this looks wrong, that these two sisters are doing this job, having a hard time. I don't know them, but I need to get up and I need to help. That in and of itself gives you a concept as to how we as Muslims should behave. So immediately he felt something was wrong with the situation, and he jumped into action. He got to work, and he asked them, ma He asked, what's the issue? la what's the issue? And they said, we do not water until the shepherds have dispatched. But then they gave, that's the technical answer, that's obviously correct. But then he was really asking, why are you doing this work? And so they gave the second answer, which is what? وَأَبُونَا sheikhun kabir. And our father, he's an elderly man. So you want to know the real answer why we're doing this? It's because our father, he's too elderly to handle this work. So what does he do? فَسَقَالَهُمَا So he watered their flocks for them. He did the work. Even though he had nothing, even though he was tired, even though he was broke, he demonstrated his ability to work hard. He demonstrated that he was chivalrous. He de- demonstrated that he was a man and could work like a man. And then he went back to his shade and he just begged Allah Subhanahu wa Taala because he had nothing left in him. He said, "My Lord, indeed I am. For whatever good You would send down to me, I am in need." He makes this du'a, and what does she do? Allah Ta'ala says, فَجَاءَتْهُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِي عَلَىٰ اِسْتِحْيَاءٍ Then one of the two of them, these two sisters, came to him walking with shyness. And this is very, very important. And she comes to him and she says what? Indeed, my father invites you that he may reward you for having watered for us. So what do I want to highlight from this story? SubhanAllah, there are many lessons that we can take from this. But one of them is the two different types of walks. Two different types of walking. Why do I say this? Well, because walking demonstrates what type of energy you have. Walking demonstrates what type of personality you have. People are focused on where they're going. They're not paying attention to the way they look. And subhanAllah, a lot is is revealed in the way a person moves. You can pay attention to body language and it speaks volumes. So let's pay attention to Musa You see this demonstration of masculinity, this assertive walk. He walks in and what? pushes everybody away walking confidently getting the job done because he feels uncomfortable at these sisters doing work and so he pushes everybody away and when he does this and when he gets the job done what happens? well when men are masculine what happens as a result you find subhanAllah women become very feminine femininity is shy just like when this future wife of Musa walked to him bashfully walked to him in shyness subhanAllah the fact that Allah Ta'ala highlights these two points teaches you a lot. Men, step up. Even if you feel like you have nothing, don't just feel bad for yourself, sitting around and pitying yourself. Instead, get up and do something. Demonstrate the ability to work. Demonstrate some chivalrousness. And inshallah ta'ala what you will find is as a result, inshallah you'll get the right type of response. Bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. But here's the question, a very important question. Does it make sense that a man plays his role, that he provides abundantly, mashallah, Yet his wife doesn't reciprocate by being his source of peace. And I would say the answer to that is no. That does not seem fair at all. Which brings us to point number two. Point number one was about brothers, be cautious of, excuse me, sisters. Be cautious of who? Of these guys who all they have to sell themselves is their romance, not much else. Instead of being hard workers. Well, in a similar fashion, point number two is what? Brothers, you be cautious of red flags as well. Be cautious of a very common red flag, which is that a sister, all she has is her beauty, but she doesn't provide peace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what is the objective behind marriage. Why do we get married? Allah ta'ala says, Allah ta'ala says, and it is of His signs that He created for, for you from yourselves mates that you may find tranquility in them. What is the objective? To find sakina, so that you may have sakina, which is tranquility. The objective of marriage is to bring peace into this home. So men, obviously when you're having an awful day, you're not supposed to bring that terrible attitude home. And unfortunately, some men do this. They come home and they see everybody's happy and they have this urge to make sure that everybody will be miserable. Why? Because misery loves company. But on the flip side, similarly, sisters, be very cautious. If you've been with the kids all day and they've been jumping on your neck and they've been stressing you out and making big messes, they're driving you crazy, and then what happens next? Your husband comes home with a big smile on his face. He's so happy to see you. And because you're stressed out, sister, you just want to rip his face. You just want to attack him. Why? Why is he so happy having a great time at work, meanwhile I'm stressed out with the kids? This is the wrong attitude. He is not your enemy. She is not your enemy. ileha. <inaudible> the objective is to bring peace to each other. You guys are on the same team. And so yes, brothers, be cautious. Young brothers, be cautious of the sister who maybe she's very attractive, maybe she's very beautiful, but subhanAllah, all she does is create more drama. She's addicted to drama. There's a big difference between expressing concern versus disappointment. It's a big difference. It's a very important lesson that mothers are supposed to teach their daughters. You can express concern to your husband, but you're not supposed to be expressing constant what? Disappointment. There's a difference between what? Making a suggestion Instead of, versus what? Condescension, talking down to somebody. No, it's beautiful. You make a suggestion to your husband. You're not supposed to condescend and talk down to him. There's a difference between having a discussion and having an argument. There's differences here. And subhanAllah, my dear young brothers, if this sister doesn't know these differences, it's not your job to teach her how to create peace, how to turn a house into a home, or how to be a wife. That was her mother's job. You're not her parents. It's not your job to do so young man, if you're just getting to know this sister or perhaps you've just gotten married and there are no kids involved in the relationship and let's say theoretically you're providing you're providing abundantly you're working hard you're making her feel secure and yet she fails to provide peace instead she's nothing but a constant source of drama then just know this life after children will most likely only continue to get worse and worse since children only increase the stress and the drama and the headaches so if it's bad right from the beginning, then subhanAllah, maybe it's wiser to say, I need to get out. This is a bad situation. Don't just go through with it because and subhanAllah, I speak to lots of young men. It's so it's scary. They know they're in a bad situation. I know I, they know for sure. Oh, but I love her. Love your children. SubhanAllah. What do you mean? Oh, I, oh but I love her so much. Love your future kids. Do you do? You, is it fair that your children will be raised in a chaotic environment? Did they deserve that what did they do to deserve such a situation if you know it's bad right from the jump what do you need to do perhaps you need to take a step back and say you know what this is unhealthy because i am providing the resources that's supposed to give her comfort and peace but she's not providing that peace back so you have to be very very cautious if she wants to fight about every little thing then she doesn't trust your judgment. And then ultimately the conclusion is what? She doesn't see you as a good leader for the family. Therefore, it's a mismatch. And sometimes you just have to walk away and accept the fact that it is not working. SubhanAllah, my dear sisters, my advice to you is very, very simple. My advice to you is not my advice. In fact, it's the advice of the Prophet Sallallahu that teaches how a sister can disarm and defuse a situation, a fight, an argument. How can you dis- disarm the situation? Not with force, but with love. How can you use this beautiful feminine energy to make this house into a home, to diffuse the situation? SubhanAllah, please pay attention to the following hadith mentioned in, uh, by At-Tabarani in uh, Al-Mu'jam Al-Awsat and also by Al-Haythami. And it is a hadith considered hasan li-ghayri. So it's an authentic hadith. The Prophet says what? Ala should I not inform you? Binisa'ikum fil jannah, of your women in paradise? SubhanAllah, what a beautiful way to begin. Really catching the attention. Do you want to be of the women of paradise? SubhanAllah. And they said, yes, of course, O Messenger of Allah Sallallahu So he says in response, SubhanAllah, look at this wording. That the Prophet says what? He said, "Should I tell you not shouldn't I tell you about these your women of paradise?" They said, "Yes, of course." And he said, "It is the loving women." And wadud me, uh, Walud means what fertile, but it implies motherly, like women that want to have children and want to be motherly. These type of women who and this is important, if she gets angry or is mistreated, or her, hum, or her husband is the one who is angry, then she says, "Here is my hand in your hand, and I won't rest until you're happy." SubhanAllah. What is this hadith implying? It's not saying if one of them was 100% right and the other was 100% wrong or vice versa. It's not saying that, you know, you know it's, it's rather describing a situation where look, some wrong was done one way and some wrong was done the other way. Maybe the situation they got into a fight, 50-50 were wrong, 60-40, 70-30%, whatever the case is. There's some, there's some sort of an argument happening and they're both upset. But she says, you know what? I chose this man, I married this man, and I chose him to be the leader of this household. And so you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna walk up to him, put my hand in his hand, and say, my dear husband, I don't wanna let go until you tell me, you take the leadership, and you tell me how we're gonna fix this situation. Until you're satisfied, how do you think we should move forward? Allow him to be the leader that you chose him to be. And if you don't think he's capable of that, why did you marry him, why? Why would you marry a man that you don't trust his leadership if you don't respect him? Just leave him alone, find the next one inshallah. So there's a very, very beautiful hadith reminding us of the importance of not approaching your husband with force, with insults, with confrontation, but rather with what? With a level of femininity and love and disarm him. With affection. Insha'Allah we'll continue the 2nd khutbah Bismillah Bismillah There's a story of a man Who once Went to the doctor And said Doctor when I, here, when I touch here there's pain When I touch here there's pain When I touch here there's pain Everywhere I touch there's pain So the doctor looked at him And said your finger's broken I don't know, I always found that funny. So the point, the point of the story is to say what? It's a joke obviously, but the objective behind the joke, there's actually a lesson there. The lesson is that it could happen in relationships, that somebody says, I was in this relationship, or I, you know, I was pursuing a certain individual, and it didn't work. And then I pursued another individual, and that person broke my heart. And I pursued another individual, and that was a disaster. And they keep saying, why is it? And sometimes you'll find. Women will say, oh, all men are this, or men will say all women are that, and et cetera, they'll, 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 label all the men or all the women something negative when the common denominator is what? Is the individual, right? Just like the finger, it's not, it's not that the pain is everywhere, it's the fingers, so you guys get the point. Anyway, point being is what? That if you are going through this situation where you're trying one relationship after the other and you're finding problem after problem, then maybe the problem was, And oftentimes, what I find in my position, talking to various couples, dealing with different married couples, you find that the foundation of Islam is not there. What you find is that before making a relationship with a man or a woman, before making that relationship, you should have started with what your relationship with? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That should have been the primary foundation. Once you have that solid foundation, your deen is intact your belief system is clear and you find somebody who, you share those same values, you will find that life will be a lot easier. I'm not saying it's a guarantee because people may still divorce, but subhanAllah, even the divorce will be much better. And the likelihood of divorce will be way lower, inshallah ta'ala, this is a much more certain system. And so we need to remember, young brothers, young sisters, in addition to watching out for the red flags of you know, slick guys who all they have is their romance, or these sisters who all they have is their beauty, but they don't know how to bring peace to a household. Yes, these are red flags, but in addition to that, remember what? That you need to maintain a foundation of deen. This is why the Prophet says what? That the Prophet says, if there comes to you a young man whose character and deen is pleasing to you, then you should marry him. Marry him to, let's say, your daughter, your sister, whatever the case may be. For if you don't do that, then there will be a fitna on the land and widespread corruption. Yes, the Prophet is saying, not because I say so, the Prophet is saying, what, that character and your deen should be the primary focus. That is for the sister who is looking towards the man. And what about the other way around? What about the brother looking towards a woman? The Prophet says what? dunya مَتَاع This entire dunya is like, you could say, matar could be like, a, some, like a, a, an enjoyment, but it could also mean like a tool, something that you use for a, a further end. And this statement is very powerful. dunya مَتَاع means what? That this whole dunya should be a tool that you use for the akhir. That is the objective. You're using this dunya for paradise بِذْنِ allah. But then the Prophet says, Prophet says what? dunya wa al-mar'atu That this whole world is a provision, you could say, and the best, this the best object of benefit, this best provision that you can possibly have is what? Is a pious wife. Why? Because inshallah, ta'ala, she's the one, she's the number one teacher of your children. She's gonna ensure that your kids have their deen. They pray their salawat, they fast their Ramadan. They have decent character. They memorize the Qur'an. SubhanAllah. What can be more precious? My dear young brother, my dear young sister, what could be more precious than watching your children be raised up and actually hold on to their Lord, hold on to their deen, especially in such times where you see people are falling into all kinds of fahisha and munkar, all kinds of licentiousness and evil. May Allah protect us. So may Allah ta'ala make us of those who when we are Looking for a spouse, we are looking for the best of qualities. May Allah Ta make us of those who can produce righteous families that hold on to one another through thick and thin. Amin. Ya Rabul Amin. Allahumma <laughs> ahdina fi man hadait wa aafina fi man aafait wa towllana fi man towllait wa baraklana fi ma aatait wa qina sharr ma qadait. Fainna k taqdi wa la yuqdaa alaik. Inna hu la yathilu man waaleed wa la yazezu man barakta Rabba wa Taala. Rabba aatinna fi dunya hassan fi al aakhirati hassan wa qina shahr ma qadait. Wassallallahu ala sallam Muhammad wa ala al sallam semikhthira wa akim al salat.